Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. Welcome in, everybody. Glad to see you on this Wednesday night. And we just had a final Mississippi State's men's basketball season now officially over as well. So March Madness outside of the women, the Ole Miss women tomorrow, Friday, excuse me. Uh, We have no participants. Nothing important for us to consume tomorrow other than, I suppose, the rest of the games themselves. That and a whole lot more we've got to talk about tonight. My name is Michael Borky. Give me one second here. Let me uh, let me share the stream, get this out on uh, on my Twitter, and uh, and we'll get started. Hope you guys are, are having a good night, though. And we do have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. If you are watching on Twitter, we'll get started with that. If you are watching on Twitter, you cannot, for whatever reason, comment. So hop on over to YouTube if uh, if you haven't already. Talking hoops, coaches, blah blah blah. Right now. There we go. All right, it's out now, so I can actually uh, keep my train of thought. Um, yeah, hop on over to YouTube or Facebook if you haven't already. Find me. Just search my name, uh, Michael Borky. Is all I need to search, and you can find me again on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever. Uh, either one, and you can actually comment like T did here to get us started. What's up? Glad glad to see you. This ring light. I don't know. I can't decide if it's too bright or not. I, I think it's like making me look like an alien. But if I have it off, see, let's see it off. It's like I'm some kind of shadow demon. So look, look at how bright this thing gets. Look at that. Whew. Maybe that's not so bad, actually. Who knows? I, I feel like it's like a police spotlight or something, you know? So we'll stick with it. Whatever. But uh, anyway, good to see you. And um Let's get going. So State loses tonight. We can start with that, right? I know SEC play starts tomorrow in baseball. State doesn't start till Friday, but Ole Miss starts tomorrow uh, there at Auburn. Big dog. All right. We'll actually start with this. Scrap the Howland thing because this is something that I talked about on the radio show this week. And a lot of State fans on Twitter... And as you guys probably have figured out, Twitter is not the best gauge of how people actually feel. It's definitely not anywhere close to how people actually feel. However, I got a lot of pushback on the shared clip, um, Little Inside Baseball. If it is a clip from our show, it is me that clipped it and shared it. It It is me that did it. So I clipped that because I thought it was at least an interesting conversation that we had and point that I made. But where I said that this state team is still very talented, I think they can still win a lot of games. I, I do. Now, they're in a hole because of how they started the season, no doubt, but it's not something that they can't overcome. We've seen Mississippi State teams in the past get off to bad starts. In one case, have kind of a bad season and still make it to the College World Series. Like All of that stuff is still ahead of them. 
that can be true while it also can be true that because of these two particular injuries, the season should be looked at differently. You should alter the way you you think of this season because of the injuries. I'm not saying except missing the tournament. Okay, that would be a, a disaster, no doubt. But I had people tell me, no, you're wrong. It's Omaha or bust. We've got standards on and on and on. And I appreciate and respect people that hold their programs to a higher standard. We don't do enough of that around here. So I'm not saying that your standards are unrealistic or you shouldn't have that. I I will never say that. You guys hear me all the time talk about how fans around here don't expect enough. We accept too much in this state, too much mediocrity. We accept it from our politicians. We accept it from our sports teams. Mediocrity is accepted here in some cases by some people. So I appreciate state baseball fans. I really do, having higher standards. No, no, we want to make the College World Series. That's the goal every year. Of course it is. But when you say things like, nope, no matter what happens, it's Omaha or bust, I think it's foolish. How many teams in college baseball, how many teams in college baseball could lose Landon Sims, not just their Friday night starter, that particular Friday night starter, and also their best bullpen arm, and be the exact same team. Nobody. And I had somebody compare it to losing a running back in football. Not Alabama losing a running back. Absolutely not the same thing. Not the same thing. You've got very talented pitchers. There isn't another Landon Sims in college baseball. He's a very unique talent. That doesn't mean that you don't have talented pitchers. He's special. If, say, they don't make a regional or get bounced in a regional, I under and I would also call the season a bust is the word people kept on using. It would be a bust. But if this team, considering what they lost going into the season, don't forget this is a team that lost their entire starting rotation and multiple, like, culture-setting elite-level field players as well. Um, but aside from that, if they go through this season and lose Landon Sims and lose Stone Simmons and, say, get to a Super Regional and maybe win a game in the Super Regional, that is absolutely not a bust. That, that, that would be an accomplishment. Do you throw a parade for it? No. But when the team flies home from wherever it would be, they should they should be met with, okay, year after a national championship, losing our our best pitcher, Friday night ace, and our best bullpen arm early in the season after a sluggish start, and they got to this point, this season was a good one. If that is not a, a thought that you can have, I think you're crazy. I think that's absolutely crazy to look at this team and say, if they don't make it to the College World Series, which is something you've only ever done 12 times in the history of your program, it's a lot, don't get me wrong. That is a lot. You're in the top 10 of Omaha College World Series appearances. Okay, it is a lot. I'm not diminishing that, but it's only happened 12 times. Again, a lot but you've been playing baseball a lot longer than 12 seasons. If it does not happen this year, it does not equate to bust. It can be a bust. 
If they go to a regional, go 0-2 and, and get bounced after winning a national championship, I, I will be on that train with you. I will be on that train with you. But if they find a way after this start and losing these two guys to make it to a super regional and maybe even win a game in that super regional, but they get bounced in that super regional, essentially the Sweet 16, no sane person should call that a bust. That would be a ridiculous thing to think and say. That's not not having standards. That's being realistic. So the expectations are still to make the postseason. I know everybody loves the the next man up mentality, but sometimes it's not possible, and that's okay. It doesn't mean anything other than Landon Sims is a special, special player. Do I expect other guys to step up? Absolutely no doubt. I expect other guys to play well. I expect this team to figure it out. I expect them to win a bunch of games. And at this point, it's hard to envision them hosting. They will be a two or a three somewhere, and whoever is hosting that regional will be so pissed to see them there. I think that that is realistic. But if if your take is, if they don't make the College World Series, if they come up just short from the College World Series, this season's a bust, that's not having standards. That's being foolish. Who's the favorite for March Madness? I sincerely have no idea, T-Says. Mine is Kentucky. That's who I picked to win the thing. Let's pull up the bracket. Let's pull up. I'll, I'll tell you who I have. Uh, by the way, it's not too late. Of course, it's not too late. The games don't start till tomorrow to join the uh, the Sports Talk Mississippi Bracket Challenge. Uh, I would love for you guys to do that because if you win, it, it, they're, they're calling it Deuces Wild. You get two rooms for two nights, two dinners, and two rounds of golf for four people at the Pearl River Resort. So you get to play Dancing Rabbit. You get to eat at, at two of their restaurants, two rooms for two nights on us. Um, and there's going to be a little twist we'll announce tomorrow on the show. So just search, and here, I'll actually put the link in here. I can do that. I can actually comment back to you guys. So here's the link, and the password I'll also put in here. If it'll send, I don't, there it goes. Okay, and the password is STM Radio. Password is STM Radio. So um, join it if you haven't already. I mean, what's the worst that'll happen, right? You win, and you get a pretty sick weekend vacation on us. And if you lose, at least you made me look good by joining the, the bracket group. Uh, my final four, I have Texas Tech and Kentucky. So Texas Tech, the three, I have them beating Gonzaga in the Elite Eight after beating Duke. Although I think that Duke's going to actually lose in the second round, but I, I just I could not pick them. Uh I know it sounds stupid. The whole brackets are dumb, right? I mean, nobody actually knows what they're doing here. But anyway, I have Texas Tech coming out of the West. I have Kentucky coming out of the East, beating Baylor in the Elite Eight. I have Kansas coming out of the Midwest, beating Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin, I have uh, actually beating USC. I think USC is going to beat Auburn. I have Wisconsin beating USC, making the Elite Eight. And then in the South, I have Arizona beating Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Kentucky meeting Arizona in the National Championship with Kentucky, my winner. I love the Shibway story. I think it's phenomenal uh, reading about the the situation that his mother's in 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 Congo and and him using NIL to, to get her out and actually, you know, provide for her here in the States is pretty special. 
and she's going to get to watch him play in this tournament. She's been living in the in an area the size of a dorm room with nine other people in Congo. And because he wasn't an American citizen, he was on a visa, he couldn't capitalize on NIL. Well, they worked their way around that, and, and mom's going to get to come see him play, and it's, it's just awesome on top of the fact that he's a dominant player. Um, so I think they're going to make a run similar to the one they made when Anthony Davis was there. Uh, so I'm big on Kentucky. Big dog, you're right. I mean, 2018, they had a bad season. It, it wasn't just a – it wasn't a bad start. It was a bad year. They were 14-15 to 15 in 2018 and was one win away from the College World Series final. Anything can happen when teams get hot, but I don't see it happening this year. I agree. There'll be a tough two, two or three seed somewhere for sure. But that, that's why I'm not counting them out. It, my, my My take on the whole – Alter your expectations doesn't mean count this team out. It means when the season does end and you look up and and maybe they won a regional, considering what they've dealt with, that would be an accomplishment. Thinking otherwise, I think, is foolish. If they're 13 and 17, no, they will not miss the tournament. They will make it. Um, there will be some, I mean, regardless of, of how it looks, they're, they're going to really have to suck to not make it. I mean, the SEC teams get the benefit of the doubt so much. Um, understandably so. It's the best league in the country. On top of being reigning national champions, they, they will really have to suck. Really have to suck uh, to not get in. I expect them to. Ethan says there's a big softball series happening in the state this weekend. Is there? You've been covering softball. Let's, uh, let's see. I probably should know this, but... Uh, with March Madness and stuff going on, coaching searches, all that, I have not really been able to stay on top of everything like I would like to. Let's see. Let's see what the softball series is going to be. Oh, oh, it's the uh, the Egg Bowl of softball in Starkville. Awesome. Awesome. Will Ulysses Bentley have a major role on the team? I don't expect him to have a major role. They needed to add another running back because when you look at their their room right now, and in case you don't know what Memphis Rebels talking about here, Ole Miss added an, an SMU transfer running back in the portal literally 30 minutes ago. Um, they needed depth, though. I, I mean, I, I had somebody ask me, does this mean that they are uh, – um, what did he say? Like not high on Kentrell Bullock. And I said, no, that doesn't mean that. When you look at their running back room – it's Zach Evans, who, who has battled injury in his TCU career, kind of flaky. Him and a true freshman. It's not a very deep and experienced room, you know, so they, they needed to get one more body. I don't expect him to have a big role uh, on the team. It, and it depends on what your perspective of big role is. I expect him to play, just not, you know, 15, 20 touches a game. Will says, I have no idea who's good at college basketball. Uh, you could probably guess. <laughs> I could give you a few guesses. I bet you'd figure it out. T says, I'm not saying either team will make it, but I will be disappointed if both Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not in Omaha. Uh, the, the, it's not a standard. The expectation for Ole Miss is it better happen or else. State has some wiggle room with the injuries and just winning a championship. Ole Miss, not so much. Um, almost not so much. 
Memphis Rebel says, but what if they had significant injuries to their lineup and a couple more in the bullpen? They find a way to make the tourney, but is bounce in two games, is it still a bust for them? I would think so. I mean, any time an SEC team, especially one as talented as this one, um, getting bounced in a regional after two games is, yeah, that's bust-worthy for sure. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Baseball's uh, all about the hot team, not necessarily the best team. And it is silly to expect Omaha every year. Um, but I can't tell you the number of people that said to me, no matter what happens, if they don't make it to the College World Series, it's a bad year. And and that's that's great to have those big standards. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, that's not realistic. Can't go wrong with picking the higher seed. Dude, if you fill out your bracket to scratch, you are more likely to win things like bracket pools and stuff like that. The higher seeds win more often. The one seeds win more often. The two seeds win more than the threes who win more than the fours than, and so on and so on. The, the higher seeds are higher seeds for a very specific reason. Going with higher seeds is not... But I did. I went three, two... I went... Yeah, when three, two, one, one. So it's a little, a little out there. Big dog with the second question of the day has been Howland Dunn or will Cohen let him hang around for one more season with Molinar saying he might come back? You know, I, I've been talking for the last few weeks as if it was over because most everybody around the program has been talking about it like it's over. I mean, local beat writers and stuff that cover it. National guys have been saying that it's over once the NIT ends, but then why on earth, if that was the case, the, the Ben Hallen press conference the other day was a little bizarre, truthfully. It's a little bizarre because he, he was making his pitch for why he should return. So how does Jeff Goodman know, if you will, who's very good at his job, that it's over when the NIT's over, but Ben Howland does not. And maybe it's as simple as John Cohen just did not want to inform him of that decision ahead of the NIT. Um, it did create, if nothing else, an interesting dynamic, right? Where he got to he got to pitch himself for the job. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if you were moving on, maybe make your intentions known before I don't know it's tough I, I don't know what I would have done in John Cohen's shoes if I had made the decision I don't know and it's easier said than done this isn't a knock on on John this is it's easier said than done I feel like if I knew what I was going to do I wouldn't have let him make his pitch and, and do that in a press conference only to get fired a couple days later I, I probably would have told him you know, hey, when when this is over, thank you for your service to our school, but it's over. And we'll let you coach out the NIT to, to finish the season with your guys because you're a classy guy and we know that you will do that, but this is it. And so why did he not do that? Is it as simple as I don't make changes until the season's over and they still have games left, or has he not made up his mind yet? But if that's the case, what on earth could have happened in the NIT to 
cause you to not make up your mind? I don't know. I feel like I'm overthinking this a lot. It might just be as simple as he's waiting until the end of the season. Occam's Razor said that's probably the most likely outcome. But the lack of information, the lack of news is telling. Especially when people were floating the whole, he's going to retire when the season's over thing. His quotes were not of somebody that is retiring. That that wasn't somebody that's retiring. So, if he lets him hang around, if, if he gives him another year, you, you are punting basketball, and that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. You are punting basketball. Your fans are so far checked out. Run it back for another season and tell me how much more they're going to check out. A lot. There's your answer. A lot. Whoever's left will be gone. You'll have a few hundred people at every game. You already have that. You can't continue on like this. If he does, if he does, that is conceding basketball. And that's a bad mistake. And I don't think he I don't think he'll do that. I don't think that's a mistake he'll make. Because basketball is not the second most popular sport on the Mississippi State campus. It is the second most important sport. Men's basketball is the second most important sport to that school because it makes real money. Only two sports make real, real money. So it's important. And just doing this again is signaling that it's not important. And that, I think, would be problematic. I also don't think it's going to happen like that. I think he's done. I do. T says, remember, always pick a 12 over a 5. Let's see. I know I did. I picked Davidson over Michigan State. That was probably stupid. Um, do I have a 12-5? I have UAB over Houston. There's one of my 12-5s. I did not pick Richmond over Iowa. I did not pick Indiana over St. Mary's, although that's probably going to be a pretty popular one. LSU fans saying Chris Limonis is the coach of college baseball. What do you think about this statement? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Anybody that says that is an idiot. I, I, I hate going that strong. Like, I don't like being that guy, like New York sports radio guy, where, where, where that is the I don't like doing that. But, yeah, anybody that says that is an idiot. Because it's first of all, it's not like Ed Orgeron was good before the national championship. That was a special season. Chris Limonis went to the College World Series in his first year after going three of four years to the tournament at Indiana. The next year had one of the best teams in America in the COVID shortened season, then won a national championship. Compare that, just the just the results, compare that to Ed Orgeron and tell me. What is similar about any of that? That's ridiculous. I hate being that guy, though. Sometimes I, I get into it because I'll tell you what, man. I have learned over the years that there is a greater than 0% of people in this state that want their sports talk radio person, their podcasters, their beat writers 
to be nothing but milk toast. That's what they want. They don't want somebody to have opinions. I've learned that. It's a greater than 0% of people, more so than in any other state. People just want us to like read box scores and call every hire great and think every team is good and they'll just figure it out and believe in the coaches and let's read box scores and nothing else. There's a greater than 0% of people in this state that actually want that to be the content that they consume. No, There, there are people that just don't want opinions. It's crazy. Um, anyway, went off on a tangent there. Long story short, people, if anybody says Chris Limonis is the coach of college baseball, that's a, that's an unintelligent person or an unserious person anyway, maybe just trying to troll, but that's an unintelligent statement. Memphis Rebel says, I have a coworker who said only people who don't know anything about basketball win or do good in these tournament pools. No doubt. No doubt. Jason, what'd you miss? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. Um, and that's okay. I'm sitting here just refreshing refreshing Twitter right now to try to figure out um, what the hell's going on with Deshaun Watson. Apparently, he can't make up his mind. He's got four offers, and he does not know, has no idea what he wants to do yet. We'll see. My projection of the series is this weekend. Uh, I think I think State will win one of two, and, and Ole Miss will win two of three. Georgia pitches it pretty well. They've got a little bit more depth. Auburn, um, not particularly good. Now, Ole Miss has struggled lately, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they went there and lost this series the way they've played the last couple of games. But, um, yeah, I think that's how it'll shake out. I would love to come on here Sunday night and be wrong about that, though. Trust me. I would love to be wrong about that. But that's kind of how I see it shaking out. Will's asking, Does Ole Miss actively see, is Ole Miss actively seeking a new coach or is Kermit coming back? He's coming back. So they released a statement today affirming that. Um and I talked about this on a podcast, and we did it on the radio show some as well. They, they released a statement, okay? And, and Keith's quote was nice, and Kermit's quotes, quotes were nice. I'm not going to read them to you guys here because you don't really care about what the quotes were. It, it was coach speak. It was, you know, we want to make the NCAA tournament. We're going to work hard. We have a plan, all that stuff. The quotes are fine. Um, I am told that the conversation that was referenced or the meetings that were referenced in the in the statements did not go as rosy as the statements made them sound, that it was pretty direct, that Kermit Davis and his staff know you make the tournament or else we are firing you. Like, it's pretty laid out that simple. Um, and also, your style of play better be better. That kind of stuff. For whatever that's worth. I've heard that from a few people. I believe them. What I thought was hysterical, and not in a good way. Again, and if you listen to the radio show today, sorry for being repetitive. If you listened to the podcast earlier, also sorry for being repetitive. I've realized that there's a lot of, not a lot of crossover audience between you guys here, radio and podcast. It's kind of a different group. So forgive me for being repetitive. There was a paragraph in that statement today that said this. I'll actually here, I'll share it for you as well so you guys can see it. Um, I quoted it on my Twitter. So I'm sharing you a screen grab of literally my tweets. And that's okay. Um, 
Here's the quote. In addition to narrow defeats in hard-fought battles at number 18 Tennessee, and they referenced the score, they lost by six, versus number four Auburn, they referenced the score, they lost by nine at home, and at number six Kentucky, they referenced the score, they lost by 11. In total, the Rebels lost five games to net top 50 teams by 10 or fewer points. That is a direct quote from the statement today. Um, those are not Keith Carter's words. I have reason to believe that Keith Carter had no idea those words were getting written and put in the statement because that's the kind of stuff that SIDs do. That's below his pay grade. It's below his pay grade. I, I would, if I had to guess, he probably didn't know that was getting put in there. However, that is the official statement from the school with his quotes in it and Kermit Davis's quotes in it. And they are, Using a nine-point home loss, an 11-point road loss, and five kind of close losses as selling points. They, th- that was supposed to be a good thing that they were talking about. That's supposed to be a good thing that they lost by nine at home and lost by 11 on the road and and lost five games kind of close. That's supposed to be a selling point, apparently. That's very small time to me. That should have never been in there. Whatever SID did that, screwed up today. Because that should never be in there, and people did notice. Maybe not that many, but people did notice. And compare that to the football coach at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. You guys remember in 2020... When Alabama came to Oxford and Matt Corral played a hell of a game and, and Kenny Aboa played well and Mac Jones played well and it was back and forth and touchdown and touchdown and touchdown and touchdown, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Alabama, a team that had absolutely kicked Ole Miss's asses up and down the field for three years, should have gotten beat in Oxford that night, could have gotten beat in Oxford that night. And as the team is leaving the field, the COVID socially distant stadium cheered them as they left the field. And Lane Kiffin goes into the locker room and says, don't, what the hell were they, what were they cheering about? We lost. I mean, I appreciate the fans, but we didn't come here to cover spreads. We lost the game. That's not good. Don't cheer when we lose because that's, losing's bad. There's nothing good about losing. Compare that to basketball today. Well, hey, we lost by nine at home. Well, hey, we remember that game where we lost by 11 points? Well, hey, we lost some close games. So look out, because we lost. Small time. That's small time stuff. Never at this level ever use losses As a positive, there is no moral victories in SEC sports. None. Doesn't exist. It is not a selling point. When you lose, that's all you do. I thought that was small time. That's a small time stuff. Losses aren't selling points, especially double digit losses. It's nothing to be proud of. Nothing to even mention to people. Truthfully, 
Patrick's asking if the Ole Miss basketball team is a disaster next season. How bad does that make Keith Carter look? Or does football help him? Well, football is everything, of course. So if football continues to play well and win games, then, then nothing else matters. Um, I don't think it'll make him look bad. Uh, that's a tough question, actually. It's a tough question. Uh, the extension that happened this past offseason, um, that was a bad decision. Because it was not a paper extension. It's a big, fat buyout they've got. And, and that's a bad contract. It's a really bad contract, truthfully. Um, that's a tough question. Would he look bad? Uh, probably to most fans. Uh, I, I would wait to judge him based on... Kermit's replacement and, and how he fares. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at a guy that he inherited, although, yes, I know he was a huge, huge part of bringing him to Ole Miss. Uh, I wouldn't look at this season, if it doesn't go well, as a, an indictment on Keith Carter, the guy he re- would replace Kermit with and how he performs immediately would be the indictment, good or bad, on Keith Carter. Big Dog talking about State said 19 points at halftime made up my mind. Virginia plays a very terrible brand of basketball to watch, to consume. It's a good program, national championship winning program. I respect the winning and the culture. That sucks to watch. It is slow. It's methodical. It helps. It wins. Put me to sleep. I'd rather watch Corn Ferry to or Thursday round golf than that. It's horrible. Ugh, it's horrible. Clyde says he loves the show. Keep it up. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Almost basketball needs a new coach. That's not going to happen this year. Pirate says the LSU fans are just trying to deflect. There's no comparison with Lamonis and Ordron. Ordron had people stealing cancer money to the tune of 180000 and more. Well, it wasn't just 180000 That's just um, what they were able to prove. More than that. Point taken, though. Will says, I had Coach O for three years in undergrad, and I can tell you there's no comparison. Yeah, Chris Lamonis was objectively great at Indiana. Like, Chris Lamonis' stop before Mississippi State, he was very good. <laughs> like, really, really good. And Ordron stopped with, a, I guess, an interim in between before LSU was very, very bad. A disaster. It's not the same. Just, that's just a goofy, goofy comparison. Do I think Kermit redesigns his evaluation method? He has to. He has to. He has no choice. Because aside from the obvious, like Matt Morell's obvious. Deshaun Ruffin's obvious. Talent evaluation outside of that is Nasir Brooks, good transfer pickup, no doubt. Uh, but especially high school recruiting and, and the evaluations have, besides the obvious, not gone well. How do I think Sam Purcell will be at Mississippi State? Can he get them back to being a contender? Um, I hope so. I, I hope so. Honestly, I don't know much about him. I, 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 I would be lying to you guys if I said I knew much about him. I would. I'd be lying. I don't know much about him. Um. That is very much a I'll, I'll wait and see kind of thing. Uh, the, the people that he's worked under 
in the sport rave about him. And so when you have people that you've worked for go out of their way to uh, compliment you and express their uh, oh, excitement for you getting a new job, that says a lot about your character and the kind of work you do. So for whatever that's worth, he's got that. But um, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know much about him, to tell you the truth. I really don't. But Jason says, I'm just saying that State may have to win in Hoover to get a regional, but God help everyone else if they do. This team is young but loaded. They are loaded with talent, for sure. Hunter Hines, absolutely. Yes. Yes, no doubt. I think if they start off poorly next year, Memphis Rebels, this Carter will can him in the middle of the season. I I would be surprised. I would be surprised. Tyler says standard has dropped so bad. Patrick says, I think Kermit's $9 million buyout had a lot to do with him coming back. Or the, the lack of willingness to pay it. I think, I mean, you guys see the checks that the SEC sending. I think that you, you see them. If they... If if they had to pay nine million dollars for a buyout, I think they would. And, and you guys know me. I, I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State are are both places where you can win in every sport. Is it more difficult? It is, but you can win. You can be good and competitive. And Ole Miss hasn't been. They've sucked. Quite frankly, in conference play, six and twelve, ten and eight, four and fourteen—that's awful. It's just awful. But you have a lot of momentum with football, and you are currently trying to raise money for a half a billion dollar athletics campaign. Lighting nine million dollars on fire to make Kermit go away. It's probably a more difficult decision considering the first part. When you're trying to raise half a billion dollars into athletic facilities, you've got football is just going so well for you right now. I mean, Lane Kiffin's been everything you thought he would be, right? And more. Your football program's never been more attractive, and you're trying to raise money to build it a new stadium, basically. He's just going to burn nine million. If it was four and a half, maybe that changes things. If it was three, maybe that changes things. But nine is tough. That's tough. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it to some degree. I don't think it's just I believe in the vision. There are outside factors that come into play as well. Also, the amount of jobs in this conference that are open doesn't help either. What am I looking for in spring football for Ole Miss and State? Uh, offensive at State, offensive tackle, because absent Charles Cross, they did not protect well last season. They didn't. Uh, and Lashley's gone too. So uh, I'm watching offensive tackles closely because they have got to be better there. You can't run the air raid when you can't block. So offensive tackle and wide receiver. You know, you lose what? Two impact guys. I mean, Makai Polk is the best single-season receiver you've ever had. He's gone. Malik Heath, obviously, gone. Teddy Knox, gone. Um, So the transfers, in particular, at the wide receiver position, how do they look uh, immediately? And for Ole Miss, it's all about quarterback, of course. Altmaier versus Dart. 
all about the quarterback. Quarterback competitions are fun. State's going to be kind of boring this spring because you you got Will Rogers, like known commodity, got better as the season went on. You got to watch the offensive tackles and the receivers, like I said. But if there's no quarterback competition, in a good way, spring's kind of boring for you. That's a good thing because the most important position on the field, you're good. No worry. Ole Miss has a quarterback competition. So regardless of anything else going on on the field, it's all eyes on those two for the entire spring. Garrett says, I wonder if Mike White leaving Florida puts Ole Miss back in it for Justin Reed's son via transfer portal. Hmm. It's interesting. They need to do some roster attrition if they want to add in the portal. Will, I've not seen... The God, I haven't seen any second of any Godfather movie. Not one. This does change things. If they start five and fifteen next year with the exact same brand of basketball, that that might be enough to do it. Uh, Garrett, I know he's he's solid. He's definitely solid. I, I don't think that's like starter material though. It's a good pickup. They needed it for depth. Um the running back from SMU who's got the best name in the history of sports. My gosh. I mean, he's going to make every all-name team. Ulysses Bentley. And he's, what is he, the fifth? What What's 1V? That's four, right? If it's 1V, that means he's the fourth. And V1 would be the sixth, right? Because it's five plus one, right? So he he's either the fourth or the sixth, Ulysses Bentley. That's awesome. Uh, hell of a name. No, it looks like a nice player. Uh, will be a very, very good depth piece, but I, I don't envision like 20 touches a game from him. And that's okay. You, you don't need that. You need depth and they got it. Ooh, Jason. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you're the only one here. He said, I don't even, didn't even know State was playing basketball tonight. Can't be the only one that's indifferent. No, you're not the only one. That's uh, That's indifferent. And yep, the old line's going to be key, just like this time last year. Three to ten wins, flip a quarter, until you see the offensive line perform against SEC competition. I mean, that's it. That that's the thing with this team next year. Although wide receiver is a question mark, you feel like you've got a lot of talent there, unproven, but there's a lot of talent there, largely unproven anyway. Um, oh man, Will, I've been there. I'm still there. I mean, he's two and a half. We still call him a baby, although he's becoming a little man, but. uh, Appreciate you hanging on, and uh, man, it, it only gets better. It, if you can believe it, because you're probably in heaven right now, it only gets better. It's pretty special. So thanks for, for joining, man. I appreciate you. So anything else we needed to get to tonight before I hang it up with you guys? So we talked Ben Howland. We talked Kermit Davis. Ole Miss baseball, are they really number one? Um They've got to field it better. Remember a few weeks ago when I talked to you guys about Ole Miss and I said the offense is going to be there. They're really talented there. The bullpen's pretty good. Starting pitching's a question mark, and they don't play good enough defense. And some people told me that I was crazy for having those thoughts, that it's early, it's cold, whatever. Since then, they've made a change in their rotation, and they lost a game to Selah last night while committing three errors. They have got to clean that up starting tomorrow. 
they have to clean it up starting tomorrow. You are not. Auburn's not very good. One of the worst teams in the SEC. So maybe not this weekend. But when Tennessee comes to town in two weeks, you cannot give them free bases and runs. Because that is a team that's got good pitching. That is a team that can absolutely match the baseball. Those three games in Oxford next weekend are going to be... They're going to be awesome baseball games. Honestly, the atmosphere is going to be incredible. The games are going to be awesome. But you can't give that team free runs because they will beat you. They've got to fix this quickly. I think the rotation will will work itself out. Um, I would like to see Elliott get a shot on Sunday. Um, Gaddis will be fine. Diamond, you know what you're going to get from him. It's not going to be elite, but pretty consistent is Derek Diamond. I think they'll end up being fine there. They've got to play better defense, so they have got to. Weather was not an excuse in Hammond last night. Not an excuse. They've got to play better there. If they're going to match expectations, they've got to be better there. Because, Tyler, I, I agree with you. I think everybody in the SEC is beatable. I, I would use vulnerable. Same difference, right? I mean, what's the difference? Um, but I agree with you. I think they are all beatable and vulnerable this year. So you've got to play clean. You've got to play clean. And so far, they have not done that. Starts tomorrow. You better figure it out tomorrow or else. Thank you, guys. We're right at 45 minutes. It's uh, probably a good stopping point. I appreciate you. Don't forget to like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'll be back with you Sunday night to recap the baseball weekend, anything fun that happened in the NCAA tournament, and uh, also if the Saints get news on Deshaun Watson. Talk about all that on Sunday. But thank you guys for tuning in, as you always do. And I'll see you then. Y'all have a good night. Enjoy yourself. See you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.